0: This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Pearl the Girl, who is a Sydney-based singer-songwriter who earlier this year put out an EP called Oh Dear, which, as always, I'd recommend you all listen to. But let's just jump straight into the chat with Pearl the Girl. We have Pearl the Girl with us. How are we doing, Pearl?
1: I'm good. How are
0: you? Pretty good. Can't complain, as always, I guess. It's been a a little bit... (laughs) I don't know I could I don't
1: know no fair enough I'm in the same boat I'm like I'm kind of okay I guess I could (laughs) complain
0: but not going to I suppose I suppose that's the mood
1: sometimes it's nice not to isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah
0: no one no one wants to hear my shit
1: sometimes I just try and practice not complaining during the day
0: (laughs) it's so hard though hey
1: it is at the moment, hundred percent. Yeah, I think everyone's in the same boat, which is why I sympathize. Yeah.
0: We've spoken a couple of times back in back in my radio days, and we have. Um, I was just thinking back to the last time we spoke. You were it was kind of right at the start of COVID, and everything was shutting down a little bit, and just shit was going down, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was just before the EP, or just when the, my last EP had come out, right?
0: I think it was. When you released Single Use Plastic, I think uh, it was yeah. around that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit before the EP had come out. But you were talking about with your creativity how you weren't so inspired in these times compared to a lot of people. Mm. Just wondering, has that kind of changed at all? Has that, have you got a little bit more creative?
1: <laughs> you know, circumstances have changed in my personal life. So mm-hmm. I think. Technically, no, not, not, still not like back in the full swing of things, but I did go through a breakup during COVID. So right. I feel like that, that gave me enough, you know, there was a little bit of fuel right. left in the tank to <laughs> to get out another few songs or an, at least yeah. another EP, which is what I've been doing. But, um,
0: yeah, okay. yeah.
1: yeah. Otherwise, I think. Nah, it's still pretty hard to get into the, you know, to stay inspired when you're just kind of being content with the with your everyday life.
0: Has that been a big change, um, like before COVID, where you kind of a someone who was constantly inspired or would write a lot?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, but even also like, I mean, before COVID, but also, mm, I think there's probably something to say about like when you get when you're. Um, when you're single, I, when I'm single, I probably write a bit more because I have a few more, like, mm-hmm. things to draw upon. And I think when I was in a relationship, I kind of just got comfy and I got, you know, familiar and just got into the routine. You kind of, like, doesn't really necessarily keep the wheels going, like, in terms of the, the you know, you can only write so many love songs about your partner mm-hmm. <laughs> before before you just end up repeating yourself. So, um yeah. Yeah. So I think before before COVID I was a hundred percent I would write every day and I was I was quite inspired. Um but yeah, no nah, after that I wasn't really at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. So,
1: <laughs> I don't know what else to say I mean, about it,
0: to be honest. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, you know at least you got you got enough for the, the last D P and hopefully enough for whatever's coming next now. So Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, exactly right. Just enough to keep me to t- yeah, ticking over. That's, yeah.
0: Don't want to get too ahead of yourself.
1: No. But it is, I think the important thing with songwriting that I have to remember um, particularly at the moment is that it is just a muscle that we need to exercise. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important to allocate the time to doing it even if you're not inspired. Right. Just sitting down going for an hour right now I'm going to play guitar I'm going to see what comes out if it's worth finishing it's worth finishing if it's not I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself to write something that's crap
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think 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 I'm the same I, yeah I don't know you have all those voice memos that are maybe go untouched
1: oh my gosh and all the notes of just like two yeah. lines that you've written I've been going through them at the moment being like that is so bad. Why would I write yeah. that down?
0: <laughs> okay. I was talking to someone about that recently, you kind of, you write a song and then you think this is king shit, then you'll yeah. listen the next day and it's like the fuck was I thinking?
1: Yeah. Well, fun. I actually just wrote a song the other day and it was entirely about my own self-indulgence. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the lyrics were like, um, uh, you could call me an attention seeker but I'm surprised that I'm still breathing. <laughs> like, and, and I was just like uh, the next day I was like, oh, at the time I was like, this is great. Like this is a good start yeah. back into introduction, back into like I finished the song and then the next day I was like, this is a piece of shit and so yeah. self-serving. Why did I write this? <laughs>
0: what are you going to do? You, gotta, you, you get the good ones eventually.
1: Exactly. Like, That's so. what I mean. You just got to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, I think it was who was it that was saying it? I think it was John Mayer, actually. He was talking about songwriting's not really a um, like you get better at it, but it's not like a, each song is you write a song, and then the next one's going to be better, like with a lot of skills.
1: Yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. It's like
0: you can write a good one, then write a bad one, a few bad then ones, then write about good ten one. bad ones.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think what I've noticed at the moment, particularly, you know, due to a multitude of things, but like, I just have a few insecurities around what I'm trying to talk about. I think probably as a result of going through a breakup, it's like, you know, is this appropriate? Is it too personal? Is it not personal enough? And so I think it's really important to just send, send your songs to someone else. Like I send my, I send all Mm -hmm. my songs now, all my demos to one of my Best girlfriends, Joe, who is um, mm-hmm. Sloan Peterson, and we just send all all our voice memos, all our shitty recordings <laughs> to each other, and we just like we're bla- just blatantly honest about whether we like it or not. But also, that's also hard because we're incredibly biased. So I like pretty much yeah. everything she does, and she likes everything that I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how much perspective we're really giving each other. There. <laughs> but, yeah. No. More importantly, blowing smoke up each other's ass when we need it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you need that you need that ego boost all the time. Yeah, exactly. We did talk a a little bit about your um, your last EP release. Was it in June? It was released.
1: Yeah, yeah, great time to release music.
0: Yeah, yeah, You yeah. Fucking nailed it. I give the thumbs up so much, and it's like I keep forgetting it's like a. It won't translate to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a visual medium, and I always have to tell people, like, say, "I'm giving a thumbs up."
1: And I, <laughs> Just start start a sound effect for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might do that. Um, but yeah, the 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 EP, oh dear, yeah, in in June. So that was kind of your first bunch of release since your last album uh, last year. Just a yeah. phase. How was the process between them different or even how were they similar in the creation of it?
1: Honestly, they were wildly different. The the Just a Phase, the first album that I did, I had pretty much no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think I, I, I worked, I met with Just a Phase, like I met my friend Dan Mack from Artverse Science and then when we were introduced, that's we kind of like, made this album, I'd written all these songs and we made the album kind of just off what we were feeling at the time. There was no real reference for what we were making and I think that was a really important learning step was that when I went from actually making the album to then then performing the album, I kind of, it started to sink in a little bit how I actually wanted to sound and how I wanted to define myself as an artist, which I think that... Mm -hmm people learn from performing. And so the process between Just a Phase and the ODEP was like, the ODEP I feel like I had a better understanding of what I was trying to achieve when I was making it. Although in saying that, there are so many things that I listen back now and I go, i would change all of that. I think that that is just something that is unavoidable. There's always things that you would go back and do differently. But yeah, on the on the latest EP I got to work with my production partner Budo and who I met last year and so I think everything kind of started to make a little bit more sense sonically when I met him because I think we just kind of got on the same page and and um he allowed me to be really vulnerable in my songwriting but also really experiment experiment a lot with the sound Um, and then once we'd gotten those songs to a certain point we took them to Alex Markwell from the Delta Rigs and we went down to Melbourne and recorded them with him and having his influence on it was a real, was really good as well and he mixed it all. But, hey, I mean, who could have expected COVID, right? It would have been nice to actually tour the EP.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's such a weird thing that, like, you've got this body of work that you've put out and then there's just nothing to do with it
1: yeah i mean i think the most important part about keeping keeping the songs alive is the whole touring and performing process mm-hmm. and so i didn't even play so i played a gig recently it was my first show in like four months mm-hmm. since i was in japan doing snow machine in february which was just before covid hit we literally got back yeah. like a day before it was like like you had to do ice you had to do the two week quarantine. Fortunately, we didn't have to do that. But yeah, so we did this gig and I didn't, it was a sit down dinner and a show kind of vibe at Mary's Underground. I didn't even play the songs the way they were recorded because I felt like, I don't know, in this time that we're all trying, we're all trying to adapt as performers, it just didn't really feel appropriate to to blare long way back in its original form while people were trying yep. to sit down and eat their dinner, you know what I mean? So really yeah. tried to make it more of like an intimate and kind of engaging performance rather than just like singing at them and yeah, blasting, you know, music at them. Yeah, so I haven't even played the songs in their original form, which is interesting to think about.
0: Yeah, I, I went to my first gig the other day kind of since, COVID started I think mm. yeah and it was so weird Like, everyone no, no one really changed how they were playing so it was all still like ro- loud rock bands but it was so weird having to sit down I was like
1: yeah totally yeah. Ho- harder been, to
0: vibe I guess yeah yeah
1: I've been to Frankie's Pizza a couple of times and let me tell you sitting down at Frankie's Pizza makes no sense in my head no 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 <laughs> But it was good to watch. It's actually, this is one thing that is positive from it is that I feel like as a performer now the audience is a little bit more engaged with you, like they're actually watching. Like, for instance, I always skipped the ballads in my set. I would turn around to my guitarist and my drummer and be like, Let's skip dead end road. Let's skip this one, you know. And they were like, "Why? Like it's your show. Like just play your songs." And I'm like, nah, it's mm. not the vibe." But for once in my life, I felt comfortable playing the ballads, and like no one was going to talk through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was nice.
0: Have you got any? I don't know if you can say or not, but is there any? Are there any other gigs coming up?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm playing um, Sloan Peterson's um, showcase on the fifth of okay. November. At Lazy Bones. No. Yeah. Um, she's doing a string of like five shows because um, she just got a, a big old record deal. So um, the label is putting her on doing five, a sl- like a slew of five shows. So I get to play one of them, which is really exciting for me, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Lazy Bones was maybe one of the early Sydney bands, uh, Sydney venues to start putting on gigs again. Hope you're enjoying the chat so far, just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out Pearl's music, including her new EP, Oh Dear, you can find it wherever you buy or stream music. And if you wanted to keep up to date with what Pearl's doing, you can follow her on her socials, which I've linked in the description of this episode, as well as the socials for Life on Music, which you can give a follow if you wanted to find out more about Life on Music and myself. And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Pearl. One of the songs on on Oh Dear, uh, single use plastic. There's been a been a remix made.
1: Yeah, that has by my brother.
0: By your brother? Yeah. yeah I was I was reading I was reading the uh, like the Facebook post or whatever, and it was like by my brother. And I was trying to think is it an and actual brother or is it brother? just like is it just like my brother yeah no nah, um, no nah, yeah, yeah nah, actual he's
1: brother. actually my brother Cairo yeah 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 he's about 8 years older than me and he right. um, he's a dj and producer and he's a very very good one as well so mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt normal, natural to kind of keep it in the family
0: yeah totally that 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 ruins my next question how did that come about so um, yeah
1: well you know what i thought I woke up one morning and thought, gee, I could do I could use a remix <laughs> and yeah. then just texted my brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually really stoked with what he came up with because it sounds very um, it's very like it's got very like sunset ibiza vibes to me, you know, like right. you're on a boat, partying, drinking some Don Perignon somewhere, I don't know, <laughs> in the middle of Spain. <laughs>
0: yeah definitely different different vibes to the original different definitely yes and you're also you're doing a another project
1: Yeah, so me and my brother have another which is very like electro noughties kind of indie vibe um called pretty weren't they Mm -hmm. and um we just released an ep called disposable love earlier this year and we've also got like a podcast that we do So, so my brother and i like my brother and I have been doing voiceover ads since we were about four years old, so, like, TV and right. radio ads. So, like, the get Foxtel for $6 a week <sighs> for six months, you know, that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Um, so we figured, like, when we joined forces, because obviously we both love music and we kind of just wanted, like, another outlet for another style of music that our projects don't necessarily explore, yep. Cairo is very, you um, electro house kind of style and I'm very indie rock pop style. Mm -hmm. So this is like the noughties, like the best of the 2000s kind of um, the presets, art versus science, like um, that kind of vibe. But when we were, when we decided to do the project, we thought, gosh, we have all these other skills that we've just never thought to incorporate like doing radio ads. And so we started recording a podcast because I think like, you know we have we have a pretty good rapport, um pretty good chemistry, you could say <laughs> yeah. um and uh, we're both like we've both been talking you know recording our voices for for literally twenty years so um and him more twenty eight or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we t- so we made a podcast where we pretty much just talk shit for twenty minutes about music, <laughs> which is fun <laughs> yeah,
0: it's- it's nothing better than talking shit with your with your siblings.
1: It's funny because I feel like it's become our weekly catch-up. Like when I go over there, I don't ask him how he is anymore. I wait till I'm wait till we hit. I'm wait, I wait till we hit record.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always always the weird weird thing, like doing podcasts or like when I was doing radio as well. It's just like, especially if you had to have a guest come into the studio, you're kind of chatting with them for twenty minutes. Yeah, and then, then you're like, you no, like, "Wait, save on air it, and it's save like, it." Yeah, and it's like you're on air. So how are you doing? Like we haven't been speaking for twenty, yeah. thirty minutes already. Yeah, and totally. So, no. it's all, it's all fake. <laughs> well, not 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 on your end. <laughs> it's all fake. I'm, all fake on my end. The first like one minute of the show for me, I'm just, I'm just yeah. full of shit. Yeah, I know.
1: Um, what you mean. I'm pretty much but, full of shit ninety percent of my life. But
0: <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I can relate. But, yeah, what, what's the what's the podcast called? The Pretty Cast. Pretty Cast, definitely. Yeah. Going to yeah. check it out. Hit it out. Also, last time we spoke, we chatted about you did a, a European tour, was it? Yep, I did. Yeah, I um, kind of wanted to chat about that again because um, I'm never sure, like doing radio versus podcast, there may be some stories you're kind of holding back on because they're maybe not as appropriate.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Any any good, like, rock and roll stories from the tour you can you can share?
1: Rock and roll stories. Mm. I don't know. Like snorting ants kind of story. <laughs> like, like getting getting up, like up any, any crazy kind of
0: any shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, what, what, whatever.
1: I did have whatever. a few. Well, okay, this was day one of the tour. And <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing that has stuck with me for the longest time. It was day one of the tour with June Rats. Wicked things and there was another band called Mowgli Boys as well Mm -hmm. I hadn't met any of I'd met the wicked things like a couple times before that but anyway we were in the green room backstage like it was London big day out and we were just about to go on stage and literally the only pathway to the stage there was this guy just standing there pissing (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: like right. in the only pathway to the stage, and I was kind of like, "Hey, mate, do you reckon? Do you reckon I could get past I, I really need to be on stage." Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, just go on, just swing past." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not really sure about the splash zone here, though. Like, yeah. I might just wait till you're done if that's okay." <laughs> Yeah. And he literally takes his hand off his penis, grabs my face, and walks me through his piss. <laughs> so, so I could get to the stage. And this story, I was just like, I'm nowhere near drunk enough <laughs> to be to be okay with this right now. <laughs> like I was the only yeah. girl on the tour as well. So you can imagine right. there was a lot of stuff like that kind of going on. In terms of like rock star, like proper rock star stories. <sighs> I don't know. There are a few, but like none that are re- really appropriate. <laughs> okay. More than just ended up me being a mess. <laughs> right, okay. And my band carrying me home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we need to know.
1: Well, The great thing about my band is they are entirely responsible for me.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> They're always good at looking after me.
0: <laughs> right, on, right on. I suppose we've been talk for a little bit now so maybe maybe a good place to wrap it up
1: yeah sure thanks
0: for, thanks for chatting with me
1: cheers no worries thanks for having me
0: thanks for listening and thank you to pearl for chatting with me this week don't forget to check out pearl's new ep oh dear wherever you buy or stream music And check out her socials, which I've linked in the description of this episode, along with the socials to Life on Music. And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.